The following podcast is brought to you by Babe Media. I'm Emma Clark. And I'm Kelsey Burdett. You know those people you follow that just seem to get it? They have the Instagram content that you actually watch. They own the brands that you just can't stop buying from. And they tell the stories you actually remember. The kinds of people that leave you wondering, how do they do that? Well, we follow them too. And we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hello, happy new year, happy 2022. 2022 is going to be different. And honestly, we just have to focus on what we can control and set our own goals and set ourselves up for success. And as we talked about in our last episode, and as we'll talk about in our next episode, we're setting goals for the year. We're focusing Mm -hmm. on our routines. We are just focusing on taking care of ourselves. And there is no one who rocked it more in 2021 than our dear friend, Steph G. If you follow her on Instagram, she has just been killing it with her health and wellness journey. And she's been sharing it really openly. She shares everything so authentically and wonderfully. And so when we were talking about doing this New Year's series, Steph was the person who came to mind that we really wanted to talk to because, yeah, she's just killed it. It was a no-brainer. So for anyone that doesn't know, Steph G Beauty, we're going to link to her Instagram in the show notes. She does these get ready with me videos. She does her makeup in the morning videos. If you watch her videos, you will walk away feeling 10 times better than you did when you first started watching the video. Her energy is infectious. And I think what's actually like one of my favorite things about her is that she is so reflective and she's so introspective and it's not just enough for her to go through life. She She has to understand why things are happening. She has to understand the impacts of things. And then she's so good at articulating her journey. And I think that's why her content is so addicting. You can tell she puts in a lot of work on herself and her mindset because her energy is just so good. Like me and Kelsey for days before this recording, we're just like, oh, we get to talk to Steph soon. It was like catching up with an old friend. Steph has become a friend of They Get It through They Get It. We did not know Steph beforehand. We obviously in a pandemic pandemic, have not seen her. And so it's really rare to have a connection with someone and have such good vibes and good energy when you really don't talk to them that often. That's a testament to Steph and how warm she is. Absolutely. And so in this episode, we hear all about Steph's journey in 2021, Mm -hmm. um, how she stayed consistent, the way she just continually showed up for herself and how she learned to do that over the past year. It's really inspiring. It gives me a lot of ideas for the goals I want to set for myself and the ways to go about setting goals so that they are actually realistic. And I think we should just get right into it. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode. This one's a really fun one because it's our first repeat guest. We have Steph G with us, who's one of the founders of G Beauty. Steph, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so honored to be back. I love being on this podcast, so Ah. I'm happy. 
Amazing. So yeah, any of our longtime listeners will already know Steph. Like I said, she's one of the founders of G Beauty. And the reason we wanted to have Steph back on the podcast is if you follow Steph on Instagram, you will have seen her health and wellness journey over the past year. And we thought since it's a new year, a lot of us are thinking about our intentions for this year and what we want to bring in. What better time to talk about Steph and the journey she's been on the past year. So Steph, maybe for starters, you can give our audience a bit of a background on the decision you made going into 2021 and what that's looked like. Absolutely. So I think most women have had many different dialogues in their minds when it comes to our bodies. And I saw this amazing comment on TikTok the other day. Somebody wrote, my toxic trait is thinking my body will never change. And I think we get caught up in this idea that our body is supposed to say a certain way or we get resentful once it changes. And I was a product of following every single person on Instagram style of eating. So I would follow these girls that I looked up to, or maybe that were really plant-based focused or very much about intuitive eating. And I would assume that I was that person with their same everything, genetics, metabolism, mindset. And I would follow their way of thinking because I appreciated the things that they shared. And I essentially over the years just completely lost touch with my body. And my barometer for me is my clothing. I feel really good when I get dressed in the clothes that I choose and I see getting dressed in my sense of style as a form of expression of myself and my creativity. And it got to a point literally at the end of 2020 where my clothes were not fitting. And I never used to go on the scale. The scale was never something part of my life because I think, again, like all young women, we have very bad relationships with the scale. But once my clothes don't feel good, I know that something's not going in the direction Mm -hmm. that I want it to. And one of the challenges I think I had by watching and observing and then trying all these different diets is I really lost my sense of self. And so it resulted in me not really knowing what I like to eat, how I like to eat. And then I just had this true mindset of restrict and binge. And I can admit it now, but I definitely ate in secret or I ate super late at night. Mm -hmm. So like all of us in the thick of the pandemic, I was really in TikTok and I found this influencer named Nutrition Babe. Her name is Alana Malstein. And once I really got into all of her content, I realized that she's a very successful dietitian and she has a program called To Be Mindset. And while I was sort of learning about her program online and through her TikTok, I was also really interested in the concept of manifestation and law of attraction. And when I was listening to a lot of content or videos on law of attraction, I would get so excited, but then I would start to get a bit nervous because how do you actually apply the law of attraction and how do you actually manifest something that you can apply in your daily life? And then when I found this nutrition program, I kind of married the two together, which was in the beginning, it was writing post-its on my mirror of who I want to be and what I want to look like and how I want to feel. And then it was the practical side of it of really learning how to eat. And that's where I focus the transformation on because now I can enter any situation or event or dinner party, I know how to navigate that for my healthiest, best, Mm. most confident self. So I found this program and the four principles of it are tons of water, a minimum Mm -hmm. three liters of water a day. And really before you're hungry, it's really taking account adding water to your body because that will actually get rid of that sort of hangry feeling. Tons of vegetables and really making vegetables the star of the show. Using the scale, which is 
really an accountability measure. It's nothing more than that, but we've demonized it and created it to be this thing that determines our value, which is absolutely not true. It's Mm. really just a unit of measure. And so by using the scale every single day, you can really see if what you're doing the day before made a positive influence to your goals or maybe slowed down the process. And so you know what to repeat and what not to repeat. And then the tracking is writing down everything you eat, but not from a calorie point of view, just from a tracking point of view. So again, when you see the scale go down, you know what you want to do to emulate another weight loss day the next day. The thing that I actually love most about the program is this private Facebook community that I never knew existed. But now that I know Facebook communities exist, it's a whole world. But it's basically this group of thousands and thousands of women that follow the program. And the cool thing is that I don't know any of them. So there is this sense of that I can really be my true self because I'm not Mm. worried about anybody's judgments. And I have gained so much information and insight and tips and tricks from these women. It's unbelievable. And I... I'm so grateful I found this program because there's so much science involved. And that's what I love about Alana is that she has every degree when it comes to nutrition and weight loss. She was overweight her entire young adult life. And so she really lived out her own program to be at the body that she always wanted. And it's so accessible through TikTok, through Instagram, through the program itself, through Facebook. It really clicked for me. It was one of those things Mm -hmm. that clicked for me. And I never am somebody that connects New Year's resolutions to a specific goal. I never was like that in the past. And then when 2020 was just so every day felt the same, I was like, okay, I'm just going to use January 1st as a starting point because why not? Mm -hmm. I took a bunch of pictures, which I now am like, wow, that was brave of me to take those photos. But there was obviously something inside of me that knew I was going to make a serious change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have them in a specific folder in my phone. And there are some days where, you know, our minds trick us that maybe we haven't accomplished enough or we haven't done enough. And then I go back to this folder and I'm like, okay, no one can take Uh, this away from me because this is all my own hard work and effort. So that was kind of how it all started. And then I would say about six months into the journey, once I was really committed and starting to see changes myself, that's when I started to share it on Instagram because Mm -hmm. I wanted to be very authentic. I don't like to talk about things that I don't have enough knowledge about. So even when I talk about beauty and skincare, if people ask me about an ingredient that I've never used, I don't talk about it because Hmm. I don't want to misinform. And it's an opportunity for me to learn and, and get more information. So mm-hmm. same with this program. I didn't want to tell people to follow this program if I didn't really believe in it or I wasn't really giving it a true chance. But now that it's been almost a year, I feel very confident talking about it and sharing it. And I I know that it's a way of life for the rest of my life. And that's that's how the year begun for me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't believe you've done all this in a year. Everybody, if you haven't gone and checked out Steph's Instagram yet, take a second, go do it now and just look at her transformations and how you do such a good job making it seem possible. You know what I mean? Like so many people can come paint a perfect picture, but to break it down and to show how you're committed day in and day out is what actually makes it realistic for people. And I think that's amazing that you kind of peel the curtain back and and show everyone that. Back this time last year, were you noticing that it was just your eating that was not where you wanted it to be? Or was that representative of life in general? 
I would say at the beginning of the year, there were a lot of beautiful things that were happening for me. Like I said, this new relationship, I'm very protective over it. And I'm so blessed for it that that was probably so positive that I didn't want to admit that maybe that part of my life was creating me to eat a lot and that I wasn't feel confident in my body. But I would say for the most part, I knew where I was going and what I wanted to do. And I think that a huge part of that is having a business. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people relying on me all the time. So I, I feel a great sense of purpose when it comes to my work, because I do so many jobs within my job that Mm -hmm. I always feel that I'm on track because of it. Even in my most challenging mental health days, I still go to work because work is what actually takes me out of my head and into reality Mm -hmm. and, and into business. And I, I say that to our team, you know, obviously it depends on the situation and it depends on the person, but work can be the biggest blessing to get you out of your head when you're having a bad Mm, mental health day because you have to focus on reality. So I think other than that, I think I was surprised at myself when it came to my body because I thought I was doing all the right thing. Mm. I was eating quinoa pasta and I was having vegan cheese, but it wasn't that. It was that my emphasis wasn't on real plants. Like there's a difference between plant-based and actually being Mm plant-based. You know, there's the same way that there's, it's so easy to be an unhealthy vegan. You could just eat French fries all day, right? So I was having tons of quinoa pasta and tons of non-dairy cheese or almond milk, but I wasn't focusing on vegetables and I wasn't focused on nourishing. I I need to eat a lot. I was eating a lot of things that I just wasn't burning where now it's like Mm -hmm. tonight I had two entire bags chopped broccoli. Like I bought the, or there, these organic, like wash and chop broccoli and probably a person would split half a bag with another person. And it's like, I needed to have two bags. And I know that tomorrow I'll have a weight loss day because I'm swapping quinoa pasta at dinner for extra broccoli. So I feel Mm. like more satiated. I'm chewing more, I'm eating more and my tummy is full. And then I actually no longer feel that feeling of being so stuffed, which you only appreciate that once you are on the other side. But I just thought feeling stuffed was like part of the day. Like it was just, yeah, feeling stuffed is normal. Or it's like, I'm sure you see tons of girls on TikTok, like being bloated is so, it's so normal to a certain extent, but not when you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. And I think it is just like holding yourself in a high enough regard to want to take the best care of yourself and treat yourself in a way that shows that you care about yourself and love yourself. And I'm sure for people listening to this, since we're airing this in early January, a lot of people will have goals that they've set for themselves. And so I'm curious, you've done this for a year, which is crazy. Like how many people stick to their resolutions? What are the biggest things that you think have made the difference in actually sticking to this? Like I said, I do think the program to be mindset has guided me in a way that makes it part of my day to day. So for example, the daily scale and the daily tracking, I know how it sounds, but it really does just act as an accountability measure, but it really keeps me on track every single day. Even when I travel, I bring my scale and it's for me to know that I'm not gaining weight. That to me is success. I've I've had months where I've stayed the same weight and this really isn't about weight. I'm just talking about a unit of measurement. 
but this is what keeps me on track so that I don't go off the rails when it comes to food. I know how to enjoy myself, but to keep myself in check. The other part of the program is Alana prefaces everything is thinking about it two pounds at a time. So when I started on January 1st, it was like, oh, I have to lose X amount of weight. And it's like, Thinking about it two pounds at a time makes it so much more digestible and makes you way less intimidated because you're just focusing on small steps as opposed to the entire ladder. I would say meal prep has been transformative for my mind, for my wallet, for my organization. I have turned my Sundays into a day all about meal prep and grocery shopping. It's now something my mom and I do together. We meet at the grocery store every Sunday. And even though we work together, we don't spend mother-daughter time together because we're working. So instead of us going out to dinner, we make the grocery store our our meetup. That is so cute. (laughs) It's so great. We had the best time together. We're together for like an hour. And I call myself an adult now because I go to two different grocery stores, which is really (laughs) how you know you've made it. It's official. It's official. And after that, I go home and I spend two hours completely focused on meal prepping. And I don't know if you guys can relate, but Sundays always bring like a wave of emotions. Even Mm -hmm. if you love what you do you're still going to get the Sunday scary sometimes. And I think Sundays are a weird day because it's like, you should be doing so much. Should you be going to brunch? Should you be getting ready for the week ahead? And so I focus my Sundays on my meal prep. And that is very calming to me. I've set my kitchen up the way I like it. And I thankfully have a very easygoing boyfriend. He's not picky. He eats whatever I eat. Mm -hmm. So that's been awesome. And I honor the things that I love to eat. I just remember in the past, I used to hate almonds, let's just say as an example. And Mm -hmm. everybody was telling you how important it is to eat almonds and nuts are so good for you. And now it's like, I don't even think about buying almonds because they Mm -hmm. don't spark me joy. So I only buy the things that spark me joy. And then of course you learn how much you need to last you for the entire week. So I really aim for like five lunches, five breakfasts, five dinners, and it's definitely repetitive. But like I said, I like eating the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure for someone that likes a lot of different flavors, maybe it's more challenging. But for me, I'm very happy with consistency. You're also a business owner. And so that's why there's a piece of me that when Emma and I talk about creating kind of a blank slate to build routines and structure on top of, I'm like, this is so perfect for all the entrepreneurs in our community who literally do not have time to not pay attention to this stuff. And you mentioned something really interesting. I actually heard Simon Sinek, our favorite guy, apparently we all just love him so much, but he was (laughs) talking earlier this week about the Amazons of the world, the Shopify's of the world, the truly great companies and how they set goals very differently than all these other companies. So what'll happen in in most of these businesses is they'll shoot like a five-year or a 10-year goal and they'll work all the time to try and hit that 10-year goal. But what they learn is as they start going, they have to end up fixing some of the bugs that started at the beginning, and then they can make a little bit more progress and they have to fix that. And it's just staggered growth. Whereas the Amazons of the world, they take a scale of their immediate landscape and they think, what is the number one priority that needs to be solved right now? They build that, then they rescan the landscape and they're like, what is the number one thing that needs to be built now? Okay, let's build that. And they keep doing that, keep doing that. They shoot way past what everyone else's 10-year goal is with that mentality. I think that's so powerful. I love that. I want to hear more about the mental transition because it's something I honestly know nothing about. I've never really thought about my relationship with food and how Mm -hmm. I think about food, but I know that there's work to be done there. How did you shift your perspective and what does that look like now? 
For sure. Not everybody does have mental challenges when it comes to food, you know, and that might be related into something else. Thankfully, I never was interested or my eyes never wandered towards drugs or even just smoking weed. Like that just never stuck for me where I know for a lot of people Mm -hmm. that's such a saving grace, you know? So I think for me, when it comes to food, my biggest challenge with it is never feeling like I have enough and then feeling like whatever I have, I have to eat all of it right now because Mm. I'm never going to get more of it. I have done a lot of digging in therapy. It doesn't come from anywhere. You know, never in my life was I not given the things that I want. And I was always cooked amazing food, but it's probably just another mindset just shifted into food. It's not what we see, it's how we see them. And it's just all about perspective. I think doing the work for me is is the consistency and the daily effort. So showing up for myself every single Sunday for this meal prep, even on the days where I absolutely didn't want to, I would think to myself, okay, if I'm not going to do it right now, how am I going to feel on Tuesday at 12 o'clock when I am so hungry. Oh, I, love I don't have a lunch. I order off Uber Eats. It's going to be at least $25. And then I won't have anything to take home later for worth $25. And then I'm just going to be cranky because I didn't actually get the food that I wanted. And if I add the $4 avocado, I'll be pissed about that. You know, <laughs> even when I am in a situation where let's say dessert is on the table and it's hard for me. Like there's definitely days where I, of course I I'm human and my tools in my toolbox don't work, but with my boyfriend's parents, they're such great chefs and they make the most amazing food. Whenever I go to their house now, I always wear jeans and I used to always wear sweatpants when I would go there because it was the pandemic and it was cozy and we were all casual. And now I always wear jeans because jeans are my barometer that I never want to feel uncomfortable. That for me is freedom. That for me is the reap of my rewards of, of the hard work that I'm doing. So while that tip might not work for everyone, that's what works for me. It's those little moments of accountability or even just getting my 10,000 steps in. I would work out at night and I would be so exhausted. And at night, you always find the reason to not go to the gym. And so I just forced myself to wake up 30 minutes earlier. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to do 30 minutes in the gym. And then after a couple of days, you're like, okay, I can do 35 minutes. And then after a couple of days after that, it's like even 36 minutes is better than the 35 minutes. But I am motivated by knowing that tomorrow I have an opportunity to be better than the day before. And that is Mm -hmm. like, to me, I'm like, thank God, like, thank you, God, every single day, because I would be so sad if I didn't get that chance the next day to try and be a better person. Even when I was younger, I used to have this thought when I would get dressed in the morning, I would be like, what if the world turned upside down today and the clothes you were wearing is the outfit you would have to wear for the rest of your life? Would you be happy with this outfit? Like no pressure step. This is what I was like seven years old. I love it. I would because you know when when I was little, I would watch cartoons and the cartoons would wear the same outfit every single day. Hmm. <laughs> I would be like, okay, what would that be for me? So I I have a lot of intention in the things that I do, but I think sometimes the simplest answer is you have to be so uncomfortable in order to make change. It's mm. if you're not that uncomfortable, you're not that driven to make change. And like I said, like yeah. my jeans were not fitting. I was not feeling confident in photos of myself. I really wanted to film get ready with me TikToks, putting my outfits together and I just didn't feel confident. And I wow. knew knew for me that 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 wasn't because of society, it wasn't because of, you know, the ads or women that I was seeing online. It was because my actual skin was not happy. 
And so I think that's also very important, not being swayed by what we see out there, but really tuning in on how we feel. And also Mm -hmm. not everything is for everyone. Like intuitive eating is just not for me. It's intuitive to me that I want to eat like Annie's (laughs) mac and cheese every day. And that's (laughs) not going to get me to my goals. Oh my gosh, that resonates so much. Yeah. Yeah. And two things you said there. First of all, this idea of just looking out for your future self. Like what would future Steph want me to do today? I really like that. And I think it's an easy thing to apply to so many different goals. For example, even with editing the podcast, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this today, but I don't want to do it tomorrow either. So I'm going to do it today. And I also think your point on like, you have to get to a certain point of discomfort before real change happens. At the same moment this summer, I was so down. I wasn't getting out of bed. I was having a really hard time mentally. And it got to the point where I was like, I've just laid in bed for three days straight. This can't happen tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day. I'm getting up and I'm just going to make it marginally better. Maybe it won't be the perfect day, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to make it marginally better. And I think that is what makes things feel more possible is when you're setting realistic goals and you're setting them, like you said, like in a two pound window instead of however many pounds, it's the same thing. I'm just going to make tomorrow a little bit better Mm -hmm. and then see what momentum I can start building to make the next day even better. Everybody underestimates the power of momentum. And that's why I I started this new thing where instead of having my entire to-do list, I'll write down the six things that I need to do. And it won't be ranked in order of importance. It'll actually be ranked in order of how quickly I can check things off. And so this was a little bit of a different thing. But once I teach myself that I'm capable of being productive in that moment, I end up covering all six things. Whereas when I used to do this, even though I had theoretically the same six things written down, the order led me to only accomplish one or two because I started with the biggest rocks to move first. So I, yeah, I think that's powerful advice. I agree. And it's also that saying that it's, you don't get motivated. You get motivated from seeing results of the things you're doing consistently, right? And it's so hard. It's so much easier said than done. But when you are on the other side of when you are in your motivation, it's because you're seeing results and you're excited to keep up. Like bingo. even for me a year later, sure, I thought I would be at X amount of weight or whatever. But now I'm like, okay, well, God is giving me a whole other year to keep going and to keep pushing. And like I said, not gaining is an accomplishment for me. Because that means that what I'm doing is working. And so that's why also I love the program because it it makes you conscious of the scale so that you always have this unit of measurement. Or, you know, I saw somebody online, they they had, I don't know if it was a necklace they made. It was like this beaded necklace kind of that they used as a measurement. And so each month they saw there was more space between them and the end of the, the beaded necklace. Mm-hmm. I also hugely believe in, in taking photos, even when you know, people are trying to grow out their hair. We sell this amazing hair supplement called WellBell and people will be like, my hair is not growing. And I say, you have to take pictures because you forget. You're not going to look at every single hair on your head. Mm-hmm. You have to take pictures and it can be very challenging sometimes. But if you do want to see results, you need a point of comparison. 100%. You know, I was talking to my sisters today about how, yes, we can make goals for 2022, of course, but we're also going to make a point to sit down and write out everything we've done this year because mm-hmm. it's so easy to not give yourself credit for everything that you have done. And you don't want to lose sight of that, you know, mm-hmm. because then it's like you're always pushing and you never take a moment to reflect. There's an imbalance there. Well, yeah, the race that you're working so hard to win is death. What are we doing if we're not taking a second to appreciate how far we've come? Exactly. So true. How Mm -hmm. has your daily routine changed? Let's maybe do a last year to this year. Break it down for us. Get super micro. 
Absolutely. So I think last year I was probably getting out of bed at eight, where now I'm getting out of bed at about 6.30. So that was a shift. But that also came from when Toronto was really shut down. What was the real motivation to wake up so early? So totally, you know, my life during the week really evolves around the store that we have because that is retail and people and our team. And so I want to be like well awakened in my day before eight o'clock because I I get more calm seeing the emails before the day starts. So I used to be up at eight and I was probably like on my mat in the living room by like 845. I was doing a super low impact Pilates. And then I was probably getting right into breakfast, which was something like yogurt, berries, honey, something pretty sweet. And then after that, I was like whipping on some makeup, getting into a little bit of content and then spending really the day at my kitchen table, where now I'd really try to get out of the bed by 6.30 the latest. And then I aim to be in the gym of my building by seven. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing in the morning is that if I can get 5,000 steps in before my day starts, I know I will reach 10,000 steps easily. I love it. So 5,000 steps takes you longer than you think on a treadmill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I usually try to walk at like 3.8 for 30 minutes straight. And then the last five minutes, I'm on and off trying to run because I just want to get in those 5,000 steps. (laughs) Yeah. Or jumping rope is amazing also for getting Mm -hmm. your steps in. And then I'm upstairs. And the only thing that I make fresh every day is my breakfast because just the, the thought of like, not fresh eggs is just not cute to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So my lunch is pretty well, like good to go. I have everything in Tupperwares, like broccoli, protein, spaghetti squash. And I just put that all in a Tupperware. And then I make two fresh eggs with salsa and spinach and a little bit of um, cheese. And if I have a good avocado, I'll put in like a quarter of an avocado into that. And then I really know myself. And because I leave the house for the whole day where before I was always snacking because I was working from home, I know that I have a sweet tooth at four o'clock and I've tried my best to cut it out, but it sparks me joy. And it's that moment of, you know, I've worked so hard in the day. This is just what I want. So Mm -hmm. I really try to make that practical. So I either bring an unreal, which is basically like a quote unquote healthier version of the Reese's peanut butter cup. And it's always paired with like tons of vegetables. So like cucumbers, carrots, celery, or sometimes I'll have an apple with peanut butter and maybe a couple raisins, but I plan out the something sweet. I'm really into this brand, Simple Mills. They're grain free, but they have the best like honey graham crackers basically. So I'll Mm -hmm. take like a handful of those. And I know that like on my drive home from work, I need to snack on something. So that's when I have the cucumbers Mm -hmm. and it's more mental for me. I guess that's also something in this journey is that Alana, the founder of the To Be Mindset program, she has every saying for every possible scenario. (laughs) And I always tell my sisters, I'm like, this is what Alana would say. But she says, don't test yourself, know yourself. And she's like, don't buy it if you're going to eat it. Know yourself. You know yourself by now. I know that if I have snacks in the house, I'm going to eat them. So I don't buy them anymore. Mm -hmm. And she has this amazing method for if you want something, you say to yourself, more? Sure. But you go through this whole cycle. If you want more of, let's say that bite of pasta, first you have to drink a glass of water. Then you have to have a glass of your, a bite of your greens. And then if you want more at that point, have a bite of it. By the time you want that, you'll probably be so already semi-full and you'll have more perspective on what it is Mm -hmm. that you actually want. So I really try not to test myself. I really try to know myself. And now because I have that differentiation where I am leaving to go to work and then coming home, when I get home, I really try to do my skincare before dinner. If I could like coin a phrase, that would be it because we never want to do our skincare after dinner. That is so smart. 
It's the best. It makes your life so much easier because all you have to do after dinner is brush your teeth and take your vitamins. And then dinner is super quick. It's like air fryer city in my house. If it's possible to go in the air fryer, it's going in the air fryer. Tons of veggies at night. And then again, I like to have something sweet. So I'll have sweet tea with maybe a few of these simple meals graham cracker style crackers, or I'll have like a few Hughes kitchen pieces of dark chocolate, but Mm -hmm. I know myself, that's what sparks me joy. And I'm not willing to give those things up if that costs me a pound or two. Can I just jump in really quickly? I'm feeling so inspired right now. I'm getting all of these tips. I'm seriously going to take the skincare before dinner thing. That's just happening from now on. And the don't test yourself, know yourself just clicked for me Yeah, because I work so hard on convincing myself that I don't need something in the moment when really it's there and I know I'm going to eventually eat it. And then it's almost like I've just wasted all this time battling myself, saying that I wasn't going to do it even though I know I'm going to. So this is amazing. Yeah. And another saying of hers is out of sight, out of mind, which is Mm -hmm. so true. If you even intellectually know what's in the cupboard, I mean, it's just like we have to work on so many things on ourselves all the time. You have to pick your battles, you know? Yeah. Make it easy for yourself. Exactly. You just learn, you know, it's hard in the beginning to like walk past in the grocery store or not ordered online, but ultimately you have to really come back to your goal. And that's why it is helpful to have post-its on your mirrors or writing it down in a book every single morning because you have to keep very, very focused. And then obviously the biggest difference between last year and this year is that our our business is fully operating. We have clients coming in, we have our team working again. So thank God. And that's, you know, it's a whole other challenge navigating business during a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to manage. And you're not just managing people, you're managing people's perceptions and fears and everybody cares about something different and everybody has their own way of approaching a pandemic. And what's Mm -hmm. really important is to just really be true to your brand and, and hopefully the people that are listening and even for you guys, your brand is built on kindness and your brand is built on hearing people. And that's so important. Being a leader is it's not about being sympathetic. It's about being empathetic and really hearing people. And then of course, being solution driven but yep. it's, it's wild. It is wild. But I think taking the time to set yourself up in a way that feels good to you so that you know you can bring your best self to these situations and the ever-changing pandemic and who knows what's going to get yeah. thrown at us next. Coming from a place where you're feeling balanced and good is just so important. So mm-hmm. it's super inspiring. Okay, I have one more question. More on the skincare front. Just while mm-hmm. I have you here, I have to ask. Of course. My skin is so dry in the winters. Like most of the time it's normal. <laughs> this is honestly just such a selfish question, but I just need to ask. Of course. What are some of your winter dry skin tips? Okay. So with dehydration or dry skin in general, what people think your skin wants is a really thick cream. And the challenge with that is that it's never going to penetrate. So if you think about your skin cells, they're so micro tiny and anything really emollient, meaning really thick and hydrating, like heavy weight ultimately just sits on top because that molecule is so much bigger than the tiny skin cell, right? So yes, there is something to a thick cream because it feels good, but from a treatment point of view, it's not actually treating the root cause, which is basically Hmm. dehydration has to be targeted with multiple layers. So there is a reason why there's so many steps in a skincare routine is because that's actually going to treat the skin in a more, it can actually absorb the ingredients. So When your skin is super dry, you do want to make sure you're still exfoliating. You don't want to stop exfoliating because even the dry skin can turn into dead skin. And we need to make Mm. sure that we're working with fresh, juicy collagen. But you first want to layer a hyaluronic 
then you would layer an oil and then you would finish with a cream on top. Okay. So the hyaluronic for you is going to instantly absorb and you're going to think it's doing nothing, but really we self-produce hyaluronic. So when we apply it topically, the skin thinks it's its its, its own and it yeah. absorbs it instantly. So that's why it's such a buzzword because everybody sees results from hyaluronic because everybody's skin needs it. And after the age of 19, we really don't make that hyaluronic anymore. So hyaluronic every single day, and that would be your first layer. Then oil for you is going to be basically a more hydrating version of hyaluronic for your skin and obviously give you the glow. And then you would lock it in with a cream. So the hyaluronic that I recommend, my personal favorite is Dr. Barbara Sturm or Dr. Sabah. You do want to look for a hyaluronic that is potentially mixed with other ingredients like collagen or anti-inflammatory. And you usually want to be in the range of like three to 5% when it comes to hyaluronic. They say you can't really put a percentage on it, but you can trust me Mm. that you really want to aim for (laughs) three to five percent. When it comes to an oil, I love things that are rose-based because rose is extremely healing. If you do like an exfoliating oil, the Dr. Sabah um, retinol night oil is amazing because it has a bit of coconut oil in it. But for an everyday oil, you could do the Sunday Riley CEO Glow Oil I love or the Agent Nature Ageless Serum, also really beautiful. And then for a cream, if you like something thick, the Sunday Riley Ice Ceramide Cream is amazing. I recommended it to my friend Raquel who's very dry skin and she's so happy with it. But our number one selling richer moisturizer is SkinCeuticals Triple Lipid. Basically, okay. have you tried it? No. Okay, we'll, we'll get it. Everyone you. raves about SkinCeuticals though. Yes. So SkinCeuticals, the reason why it's so successful is because SkinCeuticals was not intended to be a skincare brand. The founder, he was looking to cure skin cancer and that's how he ultimately created CE Ferulic, which that's their pillar vitamin C. So they can't say that their vitamin C cures skin cancer, but that was the mission and the intention. That's how strongly it protects the skin. So they have a product called Triple Lipid, which was basically created for the customer that loves a La Mer, but isn't feeling or seeing the results from it. And obviously it's incredibly expensive. And so triple lipid, basically the technology behind it is it literally hydrates layer by layer. It has fatty acids in it and it's really satisfying for someone with dry skin. So okay. that would be my recommendation. Oh my gosh. That oh was, my gosh. She, that was a whole podcast. On yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was so good. Here. I love it. If if this isn't a reason to go see the girls at G, I don't know yeah. what is. Steph, I'm just going to give you my credit card and you're going to tell me what I need. Absolutely. You can trust okay. me. I've got <laughs> one last big question for you and then we can wrap because of course we're out of time. We should have known this was going to happen. <laughs> what are you most proud of over the last year? What am I most proud of? I guess I could say simply is growth. I have grown a lot when it comes to my physical goals, even in my romantic relationship, being a business owner, you can't say that you haven't grown. I mean, all of us, nobody can tell us we haven't grown this year. And like I said, I think it's really important to reflect on your growth. I'm definitely super proud of myself that I have turned what felt like a not so normal situation for me with food into something very normal and very practical. And I'm so grateful, honestly, for the internet. I know that is maybe the most archaic way to say it. But (laughs) if it wasn't for the internet, I wouldn't know the both of you. I wouldn't have access to seeing someone like Alana and her program and the access, like the Mm -hmm. internet saved our company during this time. So being, of course, grateful for all of that, but I have grown because of the internet being such an outlet and being such a resource. So growth for sure. And really for me, it's to continue this 
this commitment to myself because it's so easy to self-sabotage. And I see that a lot in this Facebook community chat that I was talking about. (laughs) Everybody's really honest about we can use food to self-sabotage or not acknowledging how far we've come. That's, That's not positive, right? So it's really about being proud of the growth that we've had and the changes that we've made and honoring that. And I'm so grateful that you guys have asked me to be on this episode because I see how hard you guys work and it's so aligned and going into this new year, we have to really just be so in the moment and really honor ourselves and and you guys host the best people that believe in those things. Mm. Steph, you're just the best. You have the best energy ever. Oh my gosh. So true. Well, this has been amazing. I am seriously fired up to go start the new year on the right foot. In fact, I don't even think I can wait until the new year. So this was amazing. Thank you for being so honest, so vulnerable, and so inspiring to us and to everybody. And we are so excited to have you back on a year from now so we can talk about even all of the additional changes that you've added on. I love it. Thank you guys so much. I have so much energy right now. I am fired up. This is going to be a much better week thanks to us talking with Steph and having this conversation. Honestly, I took a lot away from her advice, but I think the number one thing, I think it has to be the bite-sized pieces part of it. Emma and I both actually, we tend to be dreamers. And we tend to have big aspirations and we just, we fall in love with the 20 year vision or the 10 year vision. And then it's almost deflating sometimes coming back into like, what am I going to do tomorrow to get towards that 10 year vision? But I think the way that Steph positioned it, it's like, there's so much riding on, on just getting to that first goal. And so if you're setting that first goal to be something you achieve in 10 years, you're never going to be as happy in the journey as if you just focus in her case, two pounds at a time, or in my case, one easy task at a time. And I think that's something I understand theoretically in my structure or in my calendar, but I think it applies to life much more broadly. And I need to do a better job of thinking about the rest of my life in the bite-sized pizzas. We've talked about this so many times on the podcast, but building momentum, like setting yourself up for a way that you're going to want to keep going. So even just think about this right now, let's do a little exercise tomorrow. Let's do it. What's one thing you can do that will Mm -hmm. make tomorrow just a little bit better than today. Are you asking me right now? I mean, if you've got something. I do. I okay, do. I'm going to read a book tomorrow before I start work. Not read a whole book. Oh my gosh, that's not a bite-sized piece. But I'm just going to like open my book and read something as I'm having my coffee because I find lately if I go straight into my emails, I get overwhelmed too early. And I think if I just open a book, have my brain working before it's like tactically things that I need to do, I feel like that's going to be a huge improvement. Boom. Okay. Okay. What's yours? Yes. Waking up and meditating. Ooh. Doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't have to be my perfectly set up meditation station. It can be in bed, listening to some affirmations or a manifestation meditation, something to just get my mind right for the day. I know that will make tomorrow a little bit better than today because I didn't do it today. (laughs) There you go. Onwards and upwards. (laughs) Onwards and upwards. And I challenge everyone listening to this to do the same thing because once you just feel a little bit better tomorrow, then the next day you're going to be able to get that little bit better and you're going to build that momentum. And that's where you start to see long-term lasting change come about in your life. And that's when you start to achieve the things that you didn't know how you were going to achieve. It's just that little bit better every day and Mm -hmm. being consistent. That's the formula. 
That's the formula, you guys. Am I so, Tony Robbins? Uh, you're something. <laughs> you are something. I'm not going to call you Tony Robbins, but you are something. I'm Tony Robbins. <laughs> That's what she takes away. <laughs> That's what you take away from that statement. Yeah, you know what? You are the main character. You are Tony Robbins. And I'm only life the main character good. in airports. <laughs> but anyways, that's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode with Steph as much as we did. We hope you're feeling inspired and motivated mm-hmm. to make this year whatever works for you. To make this year something that makes you feel good and happy and proud of yourself. Yep. Um, have a wonderful couple of days. We'll talk to you again soon. In the meantime, go check us out on YouTube. We post all of our episodes there with video. And we love your subscriptions and your comments and your thumbs up because sure that's do. a channel we're still trying to grow. So thank you in advance. Have a beautiful day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.